and we're in it. We're here. Yeah, we we are in it. We have established that we are in it. We will continue we're... to be in it. Lord help us if someone tries to take us out of it. They are in it for a really unpleasant surprise. Because, I mean, we're playing Danganronpa. We are in it, in it. It is Despaircast, baby. And this is it's, the... This is... Danganronpa 2, Chapter 2, Part 2. Well, I gotta intro the show first. Yeah. Well, this is our pre-intro bit. It's we gotta, the pre-intro. We gotta, do, we gotta do some... We gotta do some <laughs> at some point. <laughs> this is all going in, right, Kyrie? Oh, uh, maybe. Uh... It's maybe going into uh, all stream of consciousness, baby. Let's get yeah. it. Sometimes uh, the stream is piss. Can't <laughs> help it. Welcome to Ultimate Despair Reprise, a Danganronpa recap podcast going through the entire Danganronpa series, one murder at a time. I am your ultimate host, Kyrie. I'm the ultimate fangirl, Jennifer. I'm Jackie. I wandered onto set one day and they haven't been able to shoo me out yet. We'll just keep you here for as long as we can i guess apparently i'm entertaining i have no idea (laughs) you're like a you're like a tanuki yeah just a tanuki tanuki that's what you're getting at right yeah (laughs) (laughs) um we should probably talk about this game but like you said we are covering it's all chapter consciousness chapter two the deadly life segment up to the trial intermission yeah um and this is actually a really good part uh i was this kind of made up for like last episode i kind of talked about how like part one of this chapter was kind of like extremely lackluster right and you had to you had to play it twice so and i had to play i I got ray zero and halfway through which was like truly unbearable actually it was more like three quarters of the way through which really i i sure do love to suffer Mm -hmm. um and this one was remarkably like, well, I was gonna, I would, I was gonna say low on suffering, but that that would be a lie. There's, that there's would be some a lie. There's some suffering that goes into this chapter, but I agree with you. There's some pretty good. Oh, parts. I mean, I didn't suffer at all. The characters are having a real bad. They're having a real normal one today. Well, yeah, their friend Mahiro is dead. So yeah, yeah, that sucks. Um. Killed yeah, and, and my hero got head. killed in a yeah, she got killed in an extremely straightforward way too. Like the more I think about it, like I think like last game there was there was a trial where like somebody was killed like with a knife and then or was like killed before, then stabbed with a knife and then exploded. And like in this trial, some and in this game, somebody just got struck in the head with a bat and that was it. Yeah. Like this is an extremely straightforward murder. Like, it was just, well, I mean, the circumstances around it, like, you know, who actually did it and, like, you know, their attempts to obfuscate it are, like, not really straightforward, but, like, one and done with a bat is about as close as you can get to, like, straightforward murder of Danganronpa. Yeah, yeah it's like... It is the you... Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I was just gonna say, like, in the last game had, like, stabbings with swords and just a lot last game had some wacky shit yeah yeah um and i appreciate that this um one is straightforward because like it pulls into relief like how weird the other murders have been yeah it really feels like it it feels like weird in its own way because it would be like the equivalent of somebody just like oh yeah it looks like the victim was uh shot with point blank with a gun like just extremely straightforward this one was compared to all the roundabout bullshit i think like and like you think about it in like the last one was literally oh there was a knife involved but he wasn't murdered with the knife he was murdered with the skewer that was hidden inside the meat on bone meat on bone know, and it was stabbed beneath the floorboards yeah in the middle of a power outage that was planned with irons and yeah, there's like something... extremely Rube Goldberg murder, and this one was just like, yeah, the victim took a bat to the head, got fucking owned, and everything that happened after that was like the cover up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's good because like this trial wasn't really about the murder per se. Like I feel like, um, 
is there anything we want to get into before I like just say who I think the killer is? Um, why don't we just why don't you just say who you think the killer is right now with the information I am like, that you have? So it looked initially that it was going to be Fuyuhiko, but mm. like obviously he's got little baby arms, so he didn't do it. I think it's like pretty <laughs> obviously going to be Pekka. I think just very straightforward. Pekoyama took the bat to Mahiru's head. I don't know what the fuck she did afterwards, but like, you know, that's kind of, it's the only one that really makes sense. Um, and like, you know, she is like the ultimate Yakuza bodyguard type. Like, it's very heavily implied that that's what she does. And like one strike, one single strike to the head, that's like kendo practitioner shit. Um, yeah, and she is the ultimate swordswoman. Yeah, like that is, that's, it's extremely straightforward. Um, my guess is that Fuyuhiko was like, you know, ordered her to do the hit because it's established that like his there was something involving his sister that Mahiru was involved in. I guess the cover up of her murder, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah based because... on like the the tri- the Twilight Syndrome ga- the case. My notes are not super comprehensive, but um, that's kind of where I you know, yeah, like yeah, the my twi- I literally oh sorry no it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I literally, after I saw the third the the third photo on that packet, he leaves on Mahiru's uh, bed. I was like, oh, you know, it's the girl from Dag. Is that uh, my first thought was, is that the fucking girl from Danganronpa three? Um, and which I haven't played, but I have seen her character design. Uh, she's cute and apparently dead in this game. Um, yeah. and then I immediately go, oh shit, Fuyuhiko did it. Oh, he didn't do it. He had Pekka do it. Oh fuck. Um, and. We know, but it's, like, not beyond a shadow of a doubt that we know. So we don't have a convincing argument, which leads me to the point that I'm making. This isn't, like, Mahiru's murder trial, really. This is this this part of the game right now is just Hyoko getting dressed down by the entire cast after being a dick for a full chapter and a half. And it's fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Genuinely fantastic. Like... I feel like it adds depth to her character, but also it's like it is incredibly a walk of shame to or well, I, I guess that was the wrong uh, terminology. I guess it would be it's she gets kind of put through the ringer. I mean, like she she gets accused of murdering her best friend on the island. OK, yes. Mm-hmm. But like all of this, all of the stuff that exonerates her. Like, she gets exonerated for being just the worst, most miserable fail daughter to ever exist. Like, yeah. Oh, eats, like, she could. She, she eats exclusively gummy bears for. She, she couldn't do the murder because she she's so picky. She won't eat lemon gummies. And she wouldn't be able to cover up the murder for doing the murder because she's so incompetent. She can't fucking dress herself. Like. She's there and like she can't exactly go, oh, I absolutely can dress myself. What are you guys talking about? Oh, you know, I'm not a picky eater. Like She can't defend herself and like lie about it. She has to just accept that she's extremely cringe and fail. And like, that's why she didn't do the murder. Like, this is just that she's experiencing ego death on um, on the stand. Mm-hmm. In front of everybody, Jen, yeah. you were you were gonna say something. I was gonna be like, and even as you pointed out in our in Discord earlier, um, she basically lashes out after being revealed um, once again at uh, oh, what's her name, the nurse character. Mikan. Yeah, uh, she Mikan, lashes yeah. out at Mikan again, and Mikan just brushes it off after one attempt because. McCon usually just gets sent into a cry spiral every time that happens, but here it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, McCon does have the usual, like, you know, ah, blah, blah, bit, but, like, she, like, immediately segues into, well, actually, you know, she immediately segues into, like, a different, into a different thing, which was, God, almost jarring. Like, I've never, I was not expecting that to actually be used for anything meaningful. But it really does point how thoroughly that, like, Kyoko is just completely just owned. She's just complete, like, she can't be taken seriously. She's a, just this unserious, miserable little shit child. Yeah. Can't, like, people, she, she emphatically hates everybody who is defending her. And, like, they don't even care at this point. <laughs> they don't care. Like, they've just moved past her ability to, like, 
antagonize them. Mm. Yeah, it's like even her, uh, like when they are trying to identify who's who in the Twilight Murder Syndrome game, they were just like, oh, we know somebody who says pig shit all the time. It's like, yeah, yeah, she's a dick. She matches with that girl. Yeah. There you go. On to the next one. Like, she's just extremely being ignored and like kind of having everything that she does to other people. Not really turn. I would almost say like everything that she does to other people being turned on to her. But like exactly not really. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that she's not exactly being bullied. She's just they're just like pointing out. It's not like malicious. It's just like she is actually the exact sort of failed order that she accuses everybody else of being. And they're just kind of acknowledging that. And she's just left in a fucking wreck. And it's it is a good uh, it will. It's it's not super i mean i was gonna say it's hard, a little hard to watch at points but it's like good in the sense of like it's it, good character work it gives her development that i'm kind of excited it, god if you told me like a couple weeks ago that i'd be excited for fucking Hyoko, like to see what they do with her character i would shoot myself in the head i would i would <laughs> accuse you of lying and i would quit the podcast <laughs> I'd be like, there's no possible. Also, you know what? You know what was really good about this chapter so far? What? Zero shitman lines. I think there was one line. I think I think Nekomaru said one thing, and he immediately just was seg was shoot out of the shoot out of the uh, conversation like, at that point. Yeah, yeah. closed out. He was they they like one of those big fucking vaudeville canes just came around, just hooked him and pulled him off camera um yeah i forget exactly what he says but he does god i love that we can just forget what he says (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly it was like it was just something 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 shit and then and it's like yeah yeah, it's like oh yeah he was like oh this feels like when i can't take a shit and everybody's like shut up man go home there's a lot of characters want you here there's a lot of characters telling other characters to shut up um hajime actually being one kind of being like very curt this chapter i've noticed yeah hajime is kind of a prick this chapter well i wouldn't say he's a prick this chapter he seems a little like more abrasive which i kind of like um he he uses like the phrase my ass at one point um yeah which which i i think i think make i think a good writing uh tip i can give is please make your protagonists just be mean just to have them Mm -hmm. be awful little shit children this is why I would have liked Fu. This is why I would have thought Fuyuhiko would be a fun protagonist because he's just unapolo- unapologetically a big jerk, compensating for the fact that he is also a miserable fail son. But I'm sure. I'm sure part two. I, I'm sure like part one of the trial is that Yoko is a miserable fail daughter, and part two of this trial is going to be Fuyuhiko is a miserable fail son. Mm-hmm. And I am extremely down for both of these like extremely contemptible fucking clown shoes morons who absolutely deserve to have to deal with each other on this island to also not be the murderers and have their dirty laundry aired out because like the murder, the victim and the actual murderer are tied to both of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, and that dressing down of his character like starts even here because like he starts by trying to like, he tries to sound tough, but like nobody's buying it really. Like, this is something that, like, in the first trial, they were very, like, scared of Fuyuhiko, but now at this point, they've gotten so used to his, like, demeanor that by the time that we get to lines like, I'm saying, like, oh, my if my sister was so weak, I'd kill her myself, and nobody reacting to that in yeah. any significant way, they're just like, oh, he's just being a blowhard. I think that's the thing, like, on top of them realizing that he's all talk, I think they've also realized that, like, the rules of the island, enforceable by literal death penalty, also prevent him from being, like, an actual threat to them. Like, he gets one shot at hurting somebody, and literally after that, he's he's dead. Like, if he, if he fucks that up, he's dead. Pretty so- much. Yeah, the rules. If Fuyuhiko really wanted to kill somebody, oh, he could, but then he'd go on trial for it, and 
nobody likes him enough to help him like cover up the the stupid murder that he would try and do. So it's kind of like, oh, this guy can't harm us at all. This, he, this guy is just he talks tough, but he is literally the most paper tiger to ever be a paper tiger. Yeah. One thing I did also kind of find entertaining about the investigation is uh, the part where Monami just lets Komei to free and his one of his first actions is like, okay, Hajime, I've collected all these people that we're supposed to interview, but he uses that as a pretense to go into everyone's rooms and measure, measure their shoes. Komae to the feet guy. <laughs> you gotta respect the effort that goes into that. Um, I will say though, I, I actually I found Komae to really tolerable this chapter. I actually really liked him. I f- I like the part where you tell him to fuck off and he does. Like he's just very, very like you just like fuck off, Komae, and he's like okay, yeah, bye. He just yeah, that's, that's my character. Just <laughs> extremely it's... casually. Um, yeah. And even and near the end when like Fuyuhiko's giving this big speech about not trusting anybody and Naito's giving the soul speech about like hopes clashing, you just have Hajime go like, can we not take him at his word ever, please? <laughs> like just very I, I much shutting so that down. To. I feel <laughs> so listened to. People just don't give a shit about Komaeda. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like I he is entertaining as like a chaotic third party that occasionally gives, occasionally helps people out to figure things out, but when he thinks it's more interesting to just fuck things up, he'll fuck things up. I think, I think that's the thing is that like, I think that's the key word is interesting. And I think I feel like a better introduction for Komaeda rather than having him be like fucked up and jokerified is just having it be like, Oh yeah. Komaeda's whole deal. His entire motivation is that he is here to watch interesting things happen. This is this is none of this is real to him. This is a drama that he can that he gets to direct. You know, he's incredibly and that's really the only thing he's invested in. Yeah. And I think that introducing him as such would have been way more in like or like when he did the like the thing a couple like last trial where he kind of dropped the facade and just kind of showed his whole deal. I like. I wish that rather than having it be like, wow, he's super fucked up and jokerified and about like extremely into this idea of hope versus despair. If he was just like, yeah, you know, I fucked with the trial because you know what would be real? Because I thought to myself, you know, it'd be really entertaining if these people watching people solve this puzzle. Congratulations. You have you have solved my murder puzzle. Like it's kind of like a kind of like a better version of what um, Biakia tried to do in case two of the first game. Yeah, like, I feel like that's the thing, is that that's, like, the appeal of Komaeda almost is that he abandons the pretense of, like, Byakuya testing you or whatever. is just here for the fun part of, like, watching the very end, the protagonist. He's here for the same reason the viewer is, for the most part. Like, he's just kind of the curator. Yeah. Um, he and... recognizes that Hajime has protagonist power, and is just like, you know what would be fun? Just to see him squirm. Not even that, but, like, it's not even to see him squirm. I think it's very much just to see him, like, do the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, more than seeing, like, the hero squirm, it's like, oh, seeing the hero win. Like, the drama, the the highs and lows, and, you know, the eventual, like, Denouma as the uh, protagonist, you know, well, I was going to say protagonist climax is all over the trial that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that was that was i was i was i was trying you, to work climax were... into there and i just accidentally just stumbled face first into a fucking innuendo um but <laughs> this is just i'm just awful um but <laughs> there's really that part is. where he there is that part where he's like i'll let you know if you look my shoes and he's like oh just kidding call my end of the fuck guy i i, I this is just you know, <laughs> you know, it's it's not easy to write a foot guy, a foot fetishist into your, into your game. It's uh this like or at least to do so this seamlessly. I think it's it's a pretty daunting feat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, tell me it is fucking good this time. Yeah, and I I just I like I I think when like 
it's channeling like a good B movie. I feel like that's Danganronpa at its best, and right. it's like the thing that's kind of driving me. Well, not driving me nuts. It drove me nuts early on. Is that like it took it like the path it took to get here could have been shorter, but like right. now that we're here, we're in the meat of the game. It's good. Yeah. Um, could have been shorter. I'm not going to mourn it too long. Um, one of my favorite bits of this part was um, Kazuichi uh, was uh, is Kazuichi in response to Monomi, kind of just going on a tirade about how it sucks that like people are killing each other on this island, and Kazuichi is like, "You own this island. Just stop people from killing each other." And Monomi has no satisfying answer to that. Right. She just says something about um, her magic stick being taken away. I, yeah, I do was... like the f- I do like the fact that Kazuichi does just tell Monomi, "Why don't you do something?" <laughs> oh man, this sure sucks. But then do something, idiot. Yeah, and it's it's always entertaining how she's insisting that she has no part in this, but she easily falls into a comedic duo r- routine with Monokuma, <laughs> and everyone's yeah, like, like... <laughs> "Everyone's <laughs> like, you two are working together, aren't you?" <laughs> She's, yeah, she's extremely like, you know, oh, I have nothing to do with this. And then, like, Amadokuma comes out and is like, oh, who's on first? <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and what's on second? Like, extremely, like, in on the bit. Um, yeah. Uh, that was a pretty good bit. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about the weird thing with Akane at the beginning of this chapter because I felt that was uncomfortable. Oh, the the part where like she's on your shoulders. Yeah. Oh that I don't care about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was an extremely nothing scene. It it is it was way more tame than any of the stuff with Mikan. Um and Akane I feel like is almost like it feels obligatory. Like I feel like fan service in an anime type uh in an anime work is kind of unavoidable because it's just really entrenched in there um and akane yeah. seems mostly around to do fan service which is something that kind of sucks but like i'm over it yeah it's just like one of those things that like when i played through it i'm just thinking like oh right this part exists like um later in the game like they do more sex jokes with akane and i thought that was a late game development but turns out it's like oh it's super early in comparison yeah it's a little egregious mm-hmm. um i uh, i did like i did it like didn't it even need you... a cg it didn't even yeah. it didn't need a cg I'd throw whoever core whoever whoever directed the scene throw him in horny jail <laughs> yeah i did appreciate that what she said like if you don't let me climb on your shoulders, I'll punch you. Like that's a part of her character that I like about her saying like, "Let's just lightly punch him to death later." Yeah, I think I'm entirely okay with Akane just being motivated entirely by her id. Like that's like lizard that, brain. That Akane. I like. She's extremely lizard brain. Oh, it's fantastic. I feel like if they emphasize that aspect more of her, like rather than like trying to do sex jokes with her all the time, that would be more entertaining but mm-hmm. i feel like she's all i feel like i i feel like we're gonna run into a problem unless she gets murdered because she's just a very limited character right like you can't really make akane compelling she's just kind of a chaotic dumbass who can at best fuck things up horribly and then you have to figure out like oh no how did she fuck things up but like if you try and play it straight it's, or like try and play her as like a straight character doing the thing um you're gonna run into some problems yeah Yeah. Uh, it doesn't help that several of her traits are basically shared between her and ibuki miyota and ibuki is a much more colorful character in the way that she just interjects during trials and when you're just hanging out with her yeah yeah ibuki gets some bizarre lines this case that are still pretty good like she comments on the plainness of like gundam's last name like yeah i like that i it's like it's a joke that doesn't translate super well but it still works i think like if you are if you know anything about like japanese last names like um yeah um tanaka being a very yeah tanaka is extremely common Mm mm-hmm 
and then something about like I still don't understand how to interpret like could it be the same Miss Sato who likes white rice? Like it just comes out of nowhere. And I that real quick. Miss Sato who likes white rice. One other thing that's worth mentioning that's kind of weird about the a, a funny cute touch with the Twilight Syndrome murder case situation is the in-game graphics that are recreating the scene are just live-action photos that someone took. And then when they're compared with what's supposedly the real photo, it's just an in-game illustration. <laughs> and they're just yep. put back-to-back, which is very amusing to me. Yeah, yeah it's, Monokuma, it is wacky. Monokuma put together a bit of a shoddy video game. But yeah, video game development is a, hard. He's a bear. It's very difficult to code as a bear. Yeah, you have no <laughs> thumbs. Wait, do bears have thumbs? No, they don't. They have a little toe. God, I'm going to have to look up bear thumbs, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Just add it to the list. Do bears have thumbs? Bears do not have opposable thumbs. They cannot grasp objects like we can. Thank you, Google. Thanks, Google. <laughs> I can almost forgive you for stealing my pub- my private information. Um, almost. Wait, uh, hold on. Primates, are, primates are literally like distinct from other. Like the big distinct, like defining feature of primates is that they have opposable thumbs. Why the fuck did I need to Google if bears, which are not primates, have opposable thumbs? <laughs> because I asked a very stupid question. <laughs> it's not a stupid question. I'm just stupid for looking up the answer. <laughs> <laughs> There are no dumb questions. You can try, but there are none. Um, actually, speaking of dumb questions, uh, yes, this is not actually related to dumb questions at all. But does anyone feel like, um, God, what's her name? Uh, I'm like blanking. Chiaki, I think the Mm -hmm. um, the gamer girl. Yeah, she seems Shiaki. like weirdly savvy and emotionally intelligent, like way more than like previous chapters had suggested. Yeah, um, she's kind of it's kind of weird how they write her character because at one moment she doesn't know what like a festival is, and then another moment she's incredibly emotionally intelligent and incredibly like savvy, like you said, to how the world works. I I actually really like that. I don't know like I, I'm beginning to warm to her as like a um as the companion character. Like she's not voiced by Hikasu Yoko, so that's like a point off, but like I am I am already warmed to her as as this like weirdly like counter like a weird counter to um I almost called him Makoto, uh Hajime being kind of dense. Mm-hmm. Like Hajime seem Hajime doesn't seem to be listening sometimes. Like he constantly repeats the last noun of dialogue back as a question, which I think is a thing. Which I think is a custom uh, that that is actually done to affirm that you're listening. But yeah. in English, it should probably just be excise because it sounds like he. It kind of sounds the opposite. Like he's just like yeah. being obtuse about things. Like oh, you know, it's a combination of like. Showing that you're listening and also like Japanese speaking conventions that is a very reflective language. Like Yeah, I was like vaguely aware of that. But Yeah, that's why like everybody makes a joke in Metal Gear Solid that Snake just repeats things constantly and yeah. just adds huh to it. It's like Metal Gear, it's a, huh? Yeah, you no, know? that's exactly it. I I literally wrote that in my notes. It's like a murder, huh? that's a pretty good snake (laughs) i i was i didn't realize that was a good snake but i'm very happy that it is um i'll put that down on my list of talents uh ever growing by the way my i have very many talents please acknowledge um (laughs) the uh but yeah no he does seem to be doing like you know the solid snake thing where he's like a murder huh you know i what the fuck is that you know he does he did like he it sounds like he's not listening in english which makes which i mean it works for solid snake because solid snake is kind of a dumb a dumb, very dumb man um 
but i guess that's just like a quirk of localization like you can't exactly shift the way the lines are like arranged on the text yeah it's kind of localization is a hard practice and yeah i don't envy people who do it because you have to like work within so many constraints yeah meanwhile uh I contrast that with Chiaki, who is often playing a video game and takes a long time to respond, but when she does respond, it's usually something intelligent. Yeah. Chiaki, Chiaki has, like, listen, um, our protagonists have, like, three brain cells between them, and Chiaki has full custody. Danganronza. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey everyone, it's me, Kyrie. I'm hoping that you are enjoying this episode of Ultimate Despair Reprise. Thank you so much for listening in it. Anyway, let's get to the shoutouts, shall we? This podcast is part of the Scanline Media Network. Head over to scanlinemedia.com for the latest in podcasts and other great stuff. We have shows like Mechanista and G, Romance of the Two Networks, and Bottle Crow Reborn, and all those shows are free amongst many others. And if you support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia, you get access to Oops All Anime for only $1 a month. We have over 130 episodes talking about all kinds of anime, including recently Samurai Flamenco. Pretty good show, just saying, putting that out there into the world. There's lots of other reasons to subscribe, so go on over to patreon.com slash scanlinemedia for more information. Once again, thank you to Vetron for letting us use our remixes for this episode. Head over to youtube.com slash vtmprojects, all one word, for hot, hot remixes. They made tunes from Danganronpa, Pokemon, Splatoon, and even original stuff with Hatsune Miku. Again, that is youtube.com slash vtmprojects for more remixes. And again, thank you for listening. It's been a blast getting back into the swing of things recording these episodes. I know that they've been spread out, so we really appreciate your patience and continued support. If you'd like to contact us, email us at despaircast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at udespaircast. Uh, that's it. That's all from me. Uh, next time's homework is to complete Chapter 2 of Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair. Till next time, catch you later. Danganronpa. Yeah, let's see. Um... So about that mask. Yes. So that sparkling justice thing was definitely a red herring, like 100%. But um, that mask looked like fucking Hyoko, like a little bit, right? Right? Like, I'm not going insane. That looked like Hi- a little bit like Hyoko, right? A little bit like Hyoko. It's definitely styled to look like a pre-cure or magical girl. Like Yeah, and Hyoko's also kind of styled to look like. Well, maybe not like a precure specifically, but like a the same kind of genre of like performative young femininity that like a precure is also like tapping into. And when I say performative, I don't necessarily mean a bad thing. It's just exaggerated. Yes, exactly. Um, but also, OK, but like, let's say we just took this trial at its face value. I think Hyoko doing a murder in a Hyoko mask would be fucking fantastic comedy <laughs> it's like oh nobody will nobody know. will ever nobody will ever suspect me no <laughs> one will ever suspect me as i sneak up on Mahiro in my hyoko mask it is it is the perfect disguise because like, like what are you gonna do accuse somebody of being disguised as himself <laughs> oh yeah i saw hyoko do the murder she was disguised as she was, just, she was in a mask. Well, in a mask of who? In a Hyoko mask. Don't ask me. <laughs> I did. Uh, Don't ask appreci- me where she got it. Yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate, like, again, Sonia's weird obsession with, like, Japanese culture uh, showing up again. Uh, about, well, her in- mentioning that her entire country basically watches this show. <laughs> um, it's such a weird detail because, like, we, we, don't, we never find out all about her country which is better for it because the joke is funnier when you only get bits and pieces and can only put it together is absolutely a loose... fantastic that we do not know shit about sonya's country it is just it is just this vague blob um which is fantastic again like that's a vague middle eastern blob is it middle eastern because i always figured it was like or... western european yeah western, I, I gotta... western european 
why did I say Middle Eastern? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I say words and I don't know where they're coming from. It's okay. It, I think you might just be possessed by something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to get the ultimate exorcist on for the next episode. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting how that mask mostly seems... That mask and Sonia's explanation earlier mostly seems there to draw another tie towards what happened in Danganronpa 1 to kind of throw people off the track. Yeah, I felt that was pretty egregious. I mean, like, obviously we don't have another serial killer running around, like, and that's just an excuse. But, um, I would actually kind of like it if they broke convention for a bit and had a murder and had like a murder that broke the rules per se, that doesn't square with like stuff early on. Mm -hmm. Um, that like the game later is like, oh, well, you know, then what the fuck happened? If this is true, then how, then what happened here? You know? Um, but. Oh, I I lost my train of thought. I'm gonna go back to clown college. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. Are we put on this earth just to suffer? Probably. 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 Um, Let's see. What else I got going on for... uh, We saw Swole Monokuma. Let's see. What else is in my notes? Um, Hyoko Redemption Arc. Do you think Hyoko's gonna, like, be nice now that, like, everybody's sticking up for her or is she just gonna go right back into like being a clown ass because i don't know which would be better yeah it's hard to say like it seems like this having your best friend killed like this uh would be pretty traumatizing so it's hard to say how anyone would be able to take that uh after the event yeah I think, I think on some level, like if she doesn't have character growth, it'll be dis- I'll be disappointed. Like if she doesn't end up going like just being a normal person after this, I'll be kind of disappointed. But like, I also feel like maybe, I think maybe she does have license to be a dick after this, so long as she also gets dressed down in turn. Like if she if she has to take what she puts out, like that would be that would be acceptable as well. Yeah. I also found it interesting how various people on the trials seem to be like, oh, we loved Mahuru, but also Mahuru clearly reached out to various people in like a... to basically meet them to talk to them because she was concerned about something and pretty much everyone uh, brushed her off. So there is the sense that even though people are remembering her well after death, there's the sense that they didn't really appreciate her very much when she was around. Danglin Rampa is full of fake motherfuckers. What else is new? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a robot dude in the third game, and he's probably the realest character in Danganronpa. These people are phonies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a robot. That's Kibo. Yeah. Kibo is a I, pretty I good I character. I, I ain't met him. I don't know him. Don't know uh, him. Don't know him. I'm gonna meet him at some point, I guess. Um, oh, also, Monokuma says something in in this chapter that I or this part of this chapter that I thought was very interesting. He said it's impossible to get sick and die on the island, uh-huh. which I think support, which could be hyperbole. I mean, it, it really could be, uh, but I think it it lends my unreality in my unreality theory some credence. Right. Like, yeah. What? Where are you at in terms of that uh, theory? I am reasonably sure that this I don't think I don't know if it's like a simulation or if it's a dream or if it's like, you know, a play or something that's being put on or something of some sort, you know, in fiction. But I am reasonably sure that like some of that some if not all of this is like a sim is like some form of like unreality, some sort of simulation. I don't know if Monokuma is God or if Monokuma, or in this case, or if it's just like he is um, an AI or if this is all taking place in, you know, cyberspace or a coma or, you know, 
maybe Makoto got owned too hard in the first game and he went into a coma and now he thinks he's Hajime now. And like he's just living through he's it's like a like that Pokemon Ashes in a coma theory, but like for murder games. Um could be that. I who cares? I, I I've I've solidly shelved it and been like, you know what, we're gonna find out at some point. Mm-hmm. And if we do, and if if I'm right, I get to be like, yeah, I'm right. And if I'm wrong, I could be like, ah, I'm not super invested in it anyway. I don't care. Yeah. So that's there's where I am with that. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely moments of that where everybody's like, they make the joke one too many times about like characters in a video game, huh? That'd be weird. Yeah, they're starting to really. It's starting to really be like, oh, they're doing this for a pointed reason, huh? Hmm. Um, let's see what else. Ibuki I, is, a I, film, is a film buff uh, saying, I'll see you next Tuesday. Oh, I thought she was just spelling out cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just, I thought she was just like, oh yeah, by the way, I eat pussy. <laughs> I did um, kind of see it as like, oh, girl, ultimate lesbian, huh? Yeah, no, she's God. I, <laughs> see I, you I, next Tuesday. This is she's like God, like <laughs> it's a. Or am I thinking a... of see you next Wednesday? Am I thinking of that? I have no idea. I, Ibuki is extremely homosexual, though. Like that is extremely true. aggressively gay. Incredibly, it's good content. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Uh, um, I like that. I I think I, I said it already, but Hyoko was eliminated basically as a uh, as as a suspect, literally immediately, like beyond beyond a reasonable doubt. Like the moment Mikan said, "Oh yeah, you know." Um, my hero was killed instantly from a blow to the head. It's like, oh, well, Hiyoko very obviously could not physically do this. <laughs> yeah, she imagine... Is, <laughs> she's a woman-let. Imagine Hiyoko with the bat is like uh, that scene in Dragon Maid Episode 2 where Kana's like, I'll kill you! And she just starts punching uh, Kobayashi's stomach and little kid punches like, oh, it's, I'll kill you! Die! <laughs> You can't yeah, imagine... I don't have. I don't remember. I don't remember Dragon Maid at all, so I do not have a frame of reference for that. But that sounds exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Hyoko with a bat is like. Can you imagine getting your shit kicked in by a little leaguer? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely impossible. I don't think. I think if I tried to throw a fight to a little leaguer, I'd like kick them in the face by accident and knock them out cold. Um. Well, what situation do you end up in a fight with a little leaguer? I well, I guess in a wild Danganronpa... shit happens on Danganronpa Island. <laughs> yep, wild shit happens in a murder game. You know Speaking what? Of... This oh. this island is also like. Here's another thing for my uh, uh, unreality theory. You know all this shit with uh, all this shit on an island, and not one, not one, Jimmy Buffett themed restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I I do not get it. Where's Margaritaville? Where's Margaritaville, Monokuma? <laughs> this is this is pretending to be a paradise, but we don't have anywhere to. Eat I need to waste away. I need to waste. I away. need to. I need to operate on island time, Monokuma. I need it. <laughs> Monokuma just sent the Corona. Hajime investigating the dining hall, being like, huh. There's no salt shakers here. Interesting. <laughs> um, let's see what else is what else what else is good material. Um, at one point, the muscles in Hajime's face stiffened and grew hard when he saw the corpse, and I think that phrasing was very bad. And I would like to never see it again. Yep. Um, and then he opens up the file, and there's just a big dead written over Mahiru, which I think was fantastic. Um really just driving it home um might as well just say fucking owned absolutely can i get a can i get a mod can i get a danganronpa mod that changes the text from like dead or murdered to like pwned 
Well, there are script editors thoroughly, for thoroughly pwned and wrecked. There are actual script editing like mods out there uh, for the PC versions of Danganronpa one and two. Like there's versions in which people have basically made their own Danganronpa like scenarios, like using the engine itself, which is kind of neat, but it's mostly used for shit posts like putting John Cena in the game. Does does John Cena do a murder? I think I I forget I've I've not watched Dangan wrestling in quite some time. All right then. <laughs> All right, well, they asked and answered, right? Yeah, no, asked and answered there. Um let's see. Uh I like that you just have to press down five times and everybody knows it but Hajime. <laughs> yeah, the like, instructions are literally on the screen when you finish it. it. I I didn't even, I didn't like get that. I just figured out down five. That's just some stupid shit that's going to show up later. Um, then it did. It was, in fact, some stupid shit that showed up later. But I feel like everybody else knowing it by Hajime was pretty funny. Like, it's good that he's canonically very unobservant. Even though he's supposed to be, like, the character that solves all this. He's the ace detective, but, like, nobody nobody put him in that role. Nobody's like, oh, Hajime, you know, the guy who can, the guy who, with the eagle eyes, he could tell what's going on in a glance. It's just like, yeah, Hajime, that stupid asshole who, like, didn't even know that you had to press down five times on the start screen. What's with this dude? <laughs> Hajime tries to remember words, and in the process of that, plays a weird bubble bobble game in his head to, to form basic words for common objects. Hajime could not remember how to say meat, and we had to stand there for like 30 minutes doing the same uh, conversation over and over again to jog his memory. It's like, what the fuck? It's what when... It's that it's that it's, thing that you eat. Yeah, it's it's like it's not vegetables, it's not fruit, not grains. It's on the food pyramid. I I should know this. I should know this. I think it comes from No, the no, animals. no, don't don't tell me. Don't tell me. If you tell me, I'm I will scream. If you tell me, I will scream and I'll cancel this whole trial. We will all get murdered. Do not tell me. Just repeat the conversation you had. I'm It start it has an E and an A in it. It's got the vowels. I got the vowel. It's a four-letter word. I just don't it's know. It's in the, the game. Yay. It's in the game. Game. Hunting Is it game. No, that's too no, many wait. letters. Game. Something that you hunt. You hunt. You hunt animals. Treasure. For No, that's yes. not it. Um... <laughs> Everyone's just like, okay. Everybody's just sitting there like, all right. Well, well. Uh, well they pull out their phones. <laughs> Monokuma's doing all this because kids just be on their phones. God, Boomer Monokuma, really? <laughs> I think that's... Wait, hold on. That's just American politics. Yeah. Oh, damn. We did a contemporary... Contemporary joke jokes. There, huh? We yeah. did a... Serious contemporary joke there, huh? Every time, every episode, we see that one. <laughs> Damn, we, we we do not miss. When when are we getting that Comedy Central deal? Are they they canceled. The, I don't know. They canceled Drunk History, so we have a shot. Oh, I think if they cancel Drunk History, we we like definitely do not have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the opposite. I think that's the opposite of a good omen. They they have to have something on there that isn't just another South Park episode, right? They have to have something. Do they? <laughs> South Park makes a lot of money. Yeah, but let me tell point... you. <laughs> let me tell you, they could just change their name from Comedy Central to like something else. They don't gotta be funny. And they often aren't. <laughs> yeah, no, they aren't at all. Let me tell you. I'll be the first to tell you most people aren't fucking funny. Um, and you know especially who isn't funny? Who? Oh, I thought you knew. Myself? No, I was gonna say, like, like I, 
I was gonna say something. I was gonna say like shit man or something, but then I realized that this this joke wasn't really going anywhere. So I guess the the real answer is me. Um, the real unfunny one was inside of us all along. Right. See what so... else we got in my notes. Um, we have we will note that Hajime covers my hero's uh, chest size with his finger for modesty. Uh, and that is because it is cringe and fail. Uh, we stand a woman respecting king. <laughs> I do like that we run into Komeda in the middle of the park at one point. He's just vibing. He's just there. I have in my notes that I've never... It's not something I've never really noticed, but Komeda is really, really pale. He's oh, just a that's pale That's like the boy. first thing I noticed about him. He's like, he's like albino. He's a very pale man extremely pale i think it was like it's the backlighting of this... that particular sequence is like oh he is just a very pale boy the the sun must be like he's really suffering from island time like this man's sunscreen budget must be insane well, maybe it's <laughs> like you know opposite. how Yoko maybe... has hoarded all the gummies uh-huh komaeda has hoarded all the sunscreen that that's why he's so pale he's just covered in sunscreen constantly his hair is full of sunscreen. This man is just he's a little sunscreen boy. Just oiled up. Oiled up, fully lubed, and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not in that sense. That was not... No, wait, hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me reword this. Fully lubed to go on a slip and slide. Yeah, there, no, he's, there we he's go. ready he to slip it. it. That doesn't sound much better, actually. <laughs> Let's just scrap this whole bit and start over. Hi, I'm Kyrie. Hi. I'm going home. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, okay, um, let's see. What else we got going like, on? Uh, I did like the Sonya line. Uh, big news. I've discovered something very terrible. Uh, She's I'm very excited. Very excited to tell us about the terrible What's up, everybody? I found something awful. I just found out about 9-11. <laughs> ah shit how come nobody's talking about this (laughs) oh my god oh man well Mm. good thing that had no lasting consequences That was just kind of a one and done. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, Sonia reciting. Sonya yeah. Sonia reciting like the serial killer's like motto, it being a voiced line, is uh, out of nowhere. Spectacular allocation of resources. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, we needed that. There's a there's gonna be a line later in this game that I wish that they had voiced because it's just incredibly funny coming from Sonia. Uh, I'll. I I think I've shown a screenshots of it before because it's hilarious. All right. I am gonna ask politely that you do not spoil me on this line because it's gonna hit me and it is going to kill me on the spot. Oh yeah, no, it kills me every time I think about it. Um. Okay. Actually, which? Real... Go ahead. Which Danganronpa two character would be? The worst dungeon master. The um, worst one would be Shitman, because okay, yeah, you know what? We're cu- we're cutting him out of the runnings. Like worst one aside, worst one aside from Nekomaru. I feel he like he'd run the whole game from the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to talk about Nekomaru's hobbies. They're, they're bad. I feel like Nagito would be a pretty bad DM. Komaeda would be a fantastic DM. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Are you kidding? The guy whose entire deal is making things interesting would be a bad DM. He'd bring his own props and everything. That is true. I, I, would, just, I, would, just, like, I would just worry he would get so into it that he would like... He'd do uh, some like, saw shit. Yeah, I think that's the big risk. Yeah, and also, like, he gets so into it, he would forget the other players in the game, that he would, like, he has this very specific story he's trying to tell, and is not, like, like, the other players, like, influence the narrative as much. Well, 
isn't though isn't Komeda's whole deal that he doesn't have like a story to tell? He's just here for the other he's just here to watch other people rise and fall. Like he'd absolutely do like a free an extremely like free form campaign where he, but he'd also give you like some absolute bullshit encounters. But like mm-hmm. I can I can vibe with that. I can yeah. vibe with bullshit encounters so long as we're not playing vanilla D D. Because D D is bad. Yeah. Um I think Kazuichi Soda would be a awful DM because he would mostly be the, he'd mostly be there because um, someone's friend of a friend is a girl that he really likes and he would basically devote the the campaign to impressing her specifically and yeah he'd be like the he'd be that like that volatile combination of like not good enough with the game to make the encounters actually interesting or to make the like scenario actually interesting and like obnoxiously horny enough to like really throw off the game. Like, I don't know much about him, but I do know that if he ever, that if, if he was running a D and D campaign and you encountered a Medusa, he'd definitely have a paragraph dedicated to what her tits look like. Like <laughs> just absolutely that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we haven't said Teru Teru. I'm glad we forgot about him. <laughs> I forgot about Teru Teru. I was actually, so caught up in the minute. bliss of living in a world without Teru Teru that I had for, that I had mistakenly labeled Kazuichi the horny one. Mm. Um, Teru Teru is is out of the running as well. Like Nekomaru and Teru Teru get to they're running fatal. Um, yeah. Let's see. I got one thing though. Uh, so it the bo- creator of Danganronpa uh, has a new game out. And Jen, you played it. What do you think about it so far? It's really interesting. Uh, World's End Club. It's currently it's currently only on Apple Arcade, but it's coming to Switch next year after they finish releasing it episodically on iOS. And uh, it's hard to talk about it too much without spoiling it because turns out the first hour and a half of it is completely different to what the actual game is. But. Uh, yeah, they they mark it pretty clearly as oh, it's another game from the Danganronpa guy with the initial scenario involving um, uh, basically a death game sort of thing, except they're calling it a fate game, and uh, it's it's also written though by the person who did all the Zero Escape games, and I feel like that comes through pretty strongly with the way that the characters talk with each other and all that. I still need to get through it. I'm around three or four hours into it, and they said somewhere that this first episode is like ten hours or so. So, yeah. I'll see how I feel about it after I finish it there. Cool. Yeah, that's... I don't think I'm going to ever get around to playing it, so feel (laughs) free to, like, gush about it to me because I'm interested in, like, hearing what goes on. Anyway, my pitch is that I am... am, If you... Like, I want to hear about this game, but I don't think I'm going to ever get around to playing it. But I am, it has piqued my interest. You have piqued my interest with this pitch. Does it fall into the same, like, trappings? Um, I feel like some uh, of the characters, I, I feel like some of the characters are similar in terms of just, like, they have a few stereotypical elements that, uh, like, they'll, a lot of their lines revolve around one or two personality traits, though the more time you spend with them, the more you learn about why they're like this or something in their past that they're hiding, that kind of thing. Mm. But also it's in the it's in the it's it's dealing with middle school kids, so it's in a situation where it's like, oh okay, when you're that age you can be you, you can have a little less rounded of a character. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're all middle school middle kids of... are extremely two dimensional. Mm-hmm. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, unless there's anything else, I think that just about wraps it up. Unless there are any other thoughts, any other feelings that we had about this, and we're gonna be going into the remainder of this chapter, the conclusion of chapter two. So that will be very fun. There is a very good moment in this um, chapter that I remember vividly happening that I am very excited to talk about next time. Yeah, 
And one thing I will mention before we go also is that uh, I feel like this chapter does a much better job justifying the longer length of the trials than the first one did. Like, uh, I feel like there's more to grab onto within this specific trial, and the conversations they're having are more interesting. Yeah, so that's it. That's a pod. That's what I say now, apparently. <laughs> I, I think we had another kind of sign-off line we use sometimes, too. Right? Well, yeah, I we, do. I, do. Remember. I, I know the sign-off. Are you testing me? <laughs> Are you proctoring my exam, Jennifer? We, yes. we all know the sign-off. We just have to make sure that the audience knows the sign-off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so like, test- if you know the sign-off, email it to us. Email it to us um, at sparecast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Questions, follow us on Twitter. DM us. We you need to be following us to DM us. By the way, uh-huh. uh, you the answer to our sign off question, which is what is our sign off? Um, uh-huh. If you want to send fan mail to us, uh, I am Chairman Mao on Twitter dot com. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, yeah, this is the part where you were supposed to say your Twitter ads. I'm at Kiri A A Page on Twitter dot com. And I'm at JBU3 on the same website. Uh, yeah, this is part of this. I'll do the other stuff during the mid-episode bumper. But until next time, I've been Kyrie. And I've been Jennifer. Yeah, and that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night, everyone. Class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>